Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're back. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Glad you're back too. It's brunch time. It kind of is. It's Donna and Steve and DJ Rock Lobster. Clump, clump, clump. When I said goodbye to Leaf, our 1030 College of Pop Culture Knowledge winner, yes. I said, hey, thanks for calling in. He said, clump, clump. Oh, <laughs> nice. Did he really? Yeah. The question is, will clump, clump live on to see the state fair? Oh. I sure hope so. We're eight months away. Will it live on? I don't know. Oh, man. Guys, I tried to watch a movie with some friends that I was really looking forward to because the cast was so good. This is uh, Don't Look Up on Netflix. Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep. I mean... Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. um, What's uh, Jonah Hill? Ariana Grande. What's not to love? This is an Adam McKay. It just... It wasn't good. It didn't... The the pacing was bad. I don't know. The casting was great. May I ask a follow-up question? I don't know. What... What what was your attitude heading into it? I was excited. Okay. Because I thought the promo looked pretty good. Okay. And then I watched it and I fell asleep. Both of my friends fell asleep. Oh, no. And we all woke up and we were like, yeah, I don't. I'm not going to finish. No, that. give it another shot. It's Did fine. you watch it? Yeah, I liked it. I agree, though. The pacing wasn't great. I remember about a half hour into it. I was like, I'm not sure I'm into this. Uh, I finished it and I'm glad I did. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I think it'll go down kind of like um, Idiocracy did. Like, it didn't do very well, but we still reference it like 20, 30 years later because really? it said a lot of things that were kind of prescient. Okay. Uh, let me look at some. I want to see what I want to <laughs> see what some of the um, critics are saying about it because I thought it was like a critically acclaimed. Mm, it's definitely mixed reviews. Roger Ebert, a disastrous movie. Um, uh, Adam McKay That's as Roger, the most Roger Ebert dot com. Right. Am I bad? Sorry. Yeah. Um, Shows McKay is the most out of touch he's ever been oh, with wow. what is clever and how to get the audience to care. Uh, da, da, da. Disagree. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. We talked okay. about it when you guys were gone. Your two um, replacements and I, we agreed to watch a show and we stuck to it. It's like a new thing for this show. Mm. And we all three sort of had the same opinion. Could have been funnier, but was pretty darn funny. We laughed out loud a few times. Could have been paced better. Wait, you mean you? Ultimately enjoyable. Matt Belanger, Matty B from TV, oui, oui. and Miss Shannon Paul mm-hmm. all just had a little kumbaya moment, said, let's tonight watch the movie, don't look up, and come back tomorrow and talk about it. It's exactly what we did. And then you did it? Yeah, it was really weird. I didn't quite know Isn't the bit supposed forward. to be one of us doesn't do it? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> else half does it and one person does it? They didn't wow. get the memo. Rolling Stone says, don't look up. 
where you might see one bomb of a movie wow. hurling right toward you. Isn't that funny, though? You're doing exactly what they kind of criticize in the movie. You're looking for review. You're looking for news sources that confirm your pre-existing yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas if I went to Rotten Tomatoes, I'd be like, hey, look at all these red ones. Look at Variety. Sure. Yes. Look no, at I mean, Fairs, I, maybe I'll go back. Maybe I'll go back. It's No, I'm just going, does anybody else agree? Is the reason right, I was no, looking I it up. I'm not looking for support. I'm, I'm, I'm just going... sort of ribbing you, but I think, you know, I think that's kind of what this movie's about. It's it, about how, what if it's a something was staring at us right in the face that we knew was going to destroy us all? How would it play out politically? How would it play out in the media? What would Fox News say about it? Sure. What would MSNBC say about it? What would the president do about it? What if the president was like a female Trump and his chief of staff was a male Ivanka? Jonah Hill, who's super funny. I think the funniest. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty. I think it's a pretty interesting holding up a mirror to our society right now. And this is who we are. Here's a good one. Here's a good review that I'll read. Okay. Um, from the Jewish Chronicle on Rotten Tomatoes. Very silly yet undeniably urgent. I loved every second. Okay. Uh, somebody else said uh, from Us Weekly. Please ignore that instruction, or else you'll miss out on a. So sharp it hurts satire that skewers our current state of politics, technology, and celebrity culture within the context of an asteroid headed to Earth. And then some bad ones. McKay's movies are not particularly pointed in their satire and, as time has gone on, have increasingly settled into their preferred form of a harangue. Not to be confused with Harambe, the late gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Elon Musk's song? R.I.P. Harambe? I mean, is Elon Musk referenced at all in this? Like, what do we make of Elon Musk? Oh, and there is a... um, There is a billionaire in... uh, Like, a tech billionaire in the movie who is sort of uh, Elon Musk slash Jeff Bezos sort of character. It's uh, that's also that's also one of my favorite characters. Right, I think I'll we should back. watch it. Okay. I liked it, but I agree right, it has right. its flaws, and it's definitely people that are uh, you know anti science are going to hate it because they're skewed. Oh, in like this. global warming and all right. that stuff. That's basically what yet. it's about. It's basically a metaphor for global warming. Although I think you could look at it as a metaphor for COVID as well. But it was shot when he shot it. It was like, hey, let's let's make a movie like about global warming, and then they, instead of global warming, they made it an, a meteor heading towards Earth. Got it. Okay. All right. All right. Sherry says, Steve, too soon. I love this movie. It was a satire. Yeah, we get that. Um, It freaked me out. Try it again. Okay. Sherry, I'm going to. She said, lots of sneaky observations about current culture. Plus, the very end is quite a stunner. Is that Mm -hmm. true, Rocco? Yeah. Yeah. I think the end's pretty good. And stay till the end after the credits. Listen to DJ Rock Lobster. Thank you. Clomp, clomp. Thanks, Sherry. All right, now if you're looking for something that is saying nothing about our culture, I think. Uh, the movie Red Notice with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Apparently, my wife watched it a couple weeks ago with like my brother-in-law and sister, and my brother was in town. And I was out of town. I was in New York. And I was like, you guys watched Red Notice? I've been wanting to watch that. And Lou said, it, everybody in the room seemed to say it was really like, Moved along at a good pace and was surprisingly funny. Ryan Reynolds' character in particular just offered such great comedic relief throughout the whole thing. What if we all watched Red Notice? 
Mm. Is that the one with the rock? Yeah. Yes. What's this about? <laughs> There's a strong dude in it. He's bald. Yeah, strong that's, bald that's guy. That's the only reason you want to watch it. Handsome guy. Yeah, I'd watch it while working out. Never skip leg day, Donna. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, do you think you know what the number one show on Disney Plus is? Here's a, a hint. A Star Wars show is not in the top three. A Marvel mm. show is not in the top three. Can you figure out what the top show on Disney Plus is? We'll get into it when we come back. Don and Steve <clears throat> on my talk. Hey. Some things look better. Welcome back. Duroff, everybody. Duroff. Rocco, could you get <laughs> Elton John on our show for us? Uh, yeah. We, you came through on the bailiff, or no, Don McLean got <laughs> yeah, us. That's right. Really well. Tree Hawkins yeah, Bird, the former well. bailiff of Judge Judy, who stood us up. I think we gave up on celebrities at that day. Yeah, that could have been yeah, the day where we were like, fine. We're we don't need them. All we're right. fine. Okay. I blew up. Sorry. Uh, let's get nerdy, can we? Please? Oh, yeah. Do you want to do a study? Let's do a couple. All right. All right. You ready? Fine. Here it comes on the count of 63. <laughs> and One. Studies have shown that studies have shown that the several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. I'm Donna, and I'm Steve Patterson, formerly of television. How long is that going to go on? Like, is let's let's put a limit, like Happy New Year. How long I can retroactively reference myself Correct. as TV Steve Patterson? Yes, I don't know till twenty four maybe. No, Donna, you get what until I, the twenty fourth. What if I pop up though? From t- how about each time I pop up on TV? Okay, that's fine. Then it extends me. It buys me another thirty Day. days. Thirty days. It's fine. Do our Minnesota live appearances count on Fridays? Oh, I guess so. Then I am TV's Donna Valentine. Wow. Ooh, I like that. Rock and we're on television. Yay. Oh, God, I hate being on television. Really? Yes. You look good. No. Stop it. Oh, yeah, you're such a. I Radio don't people like are it. basket cases when it comes time to being on television or to get photos. <laughs> Just say. Maybe because we don't have nuts. that natural. Uh, Beauty Ready for TV look. It's a blessing and a burden. <laughs> it's just there's a reason we got into radio, so people don't know how much of a hag we are. I know of a uh, a photographer <laughs> who has talked about their experience working, taking photos of radio personalities oh, yeah, and saying, "Oh, so mercy!" I mean. I hard. I don't even know the last time I've said to someone, "Can I see that photo?" You get to a point where you become so numb. You're like, "I don't care." I walk past like. the photo in the hallway of our show. Yeah, and I look the other way every time because I want to put up a big piece of like cardboard over it. We should go tape like ham over <laughs> our faces. That's funny. That's funny. That's good. Just anyway, a couple of hams. We digress. Think you know what the number one show on? Disney Plus Worldwide is. And it's not a Marvel show. Worldwide, okay. And it's not a Star Wars show. Cobra Kai. That's on Netflix. Oh. Mm, Simpsons? You are correct. Oh. Wow. Number one, Rocco. Rocco, you missed uh, this during our number one. There have been 716 episodes of The Simpsons. How many of those episodes has creator Matt Groening not written? Hmm. And 
How do you pronounce Seven, his last all name? All but one, maybe? I don't know. That's what I He thought. has written or co-written all but 712 of the 716. <laughs> okay. Can you believe that? He's only written four. That's crazy. What's happening to my voice? I don't know. I like it, though. It's raspy. <laughs> I'm like Springsteen. Totally. Bruce Steepstein. No, my kid went through a huge Simpsons thing and watched like all of them on, on Disney Plus. Now he's moved on to Bob's Burgers, but yeah. Donna, do your Bart. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Bart Simpson. I love that. <laughs> Nailed it. It sounds just like my Martha Washington. It really does. You could probably do Marge's sisters, too. I used to be able to. Yeah, that's her sister. I can't do it right now. Those are now. her real life sisters. Those are modeled after Donna's <laughs> sisters, Sue, and the other one that she never names. Marianne. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse came in as the number two program on Disney+. Plus. Seriously? There's a new Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's an animated one. Okay. It's it's fun. They sing the song Hot Dog. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's hot that dog, going again? Hot dog, hot diggity dog. Ding, dang, giggly, do. Kinda. All right. I love it. And I have the tickets th- to see They Might Be Giants. That's who sings that song, right? Oh. They sing Hot Dog? Yeah. What? The theme from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't play it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you don't want to take it. <laughs> I just don't want to edit that out of the podcast. Hey, Rocco, what how now? do you pronounce Matt? I think it's Grainig. Grainig? Grainig. Is it, isn't there an is there, I-N-G? There might, is there an N at the end? But you were saying earlier it was Greening. greening? I thought it was Greening. I thought Greening. I think it's Greening. greening. Yeah, there's Wait, an there is a greening. pronunciation. If you look up Uh-oh. how do you pronounce but I can't play we it can't. from we here. We have 8,000 things of audio over here. I'm the third uh, most popular show on Disney Plus is Bluey, then Jesse, Bluey, then Loki. Loki comes in at number five. That's the first of Marvel or Star Wars that we've seen. The Mandalorian is number six. WandaVision seven. Marvel's What If is eight. Gway's Anatomy, Baby Talk Wednesday, is number nine. <laughs> and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is ten. Might I add something quickly? Sure. The Matt mo- Graining. Graining. Okay, so grain. Like it's raining. Like it's raining, but it's graining. It's graining, Matt. Oh, I like it. Graining. Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner. Like him. Really enjoyable. Okay. We just more or less finished the show until Dev spilled pasta in the kitchen, so I have 12 more minutes to go during a... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Critical point, too. Was there a sauce on the pasta? There was. Light sauce. But then later, I was barefoot cleaning stuff up in the kitchen. There I am, barefoot in the kitchen, cleaning up. Hmm. <laughs> And I was like, gosh, I just kept stepping in little noodles that I didn't find. And then there was a whole pile of noodles that was sort of under the cabinets oh, sure. on the floor. I was like, I, okay, now I gotta get That's this. what the dog is for. Get him on it. He threw up yesterday. Oh, that's a problem. He's been sneezing a lot. Maybe he's got a cold. Can dogs get cold? I think so. <laughs> no, can they feel cold? Can they get colds? I have a story. It's a new sneeze he's had. Go ahead. It has nothing to do with your dog. You like Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't do that. 
There is going to be a feature Is film. Donna getting out of a chair or impersonating Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, that was a good... Okay, anyway, there's going to be a feature film reboot making its way to Paramount+. Plus, and Mike Judge, the creator yes. of... The whole series teased on Tuesday night, as in last night, that it'll feature the two lead characters in an advanced age bracket. Steve, you should link up the article because it will include a picture of what Beavis and Butthead look like today. Oh, okay. Let me see if I can describe. (laughs) All right. Just scroll down. (laughs) Oh, that's. Oh, wow. I tell you what. Beavis, as you might imagine, aged better than Butthead. Right. Butthead did not scale back on the bruise. He looks, that is an average man who just never stopped drinking. Oh, are you talking about the bigger guy? Yeah, that's Butthead. Beavis has the pronounced jawline. Butthead's <laughs> chin has all but disappeared into his neck. Oh, make sure you link that up, will you? I will, right now, during the commercial break. Hey, why don't you call right now? We need a millennial and a Gen Xer to give us a call. So 651-641-1071, that's the number. We're going to play the Millennial X games. It'll be my generation versus Donna's generation. But, hey, we need you to call. Play along. 651-641-1071. Coming right back on my talk. You are listening to the Donna and Steve Experience. Meow, meow. On my talk, 1071. Everything. Entertainment. You ready to play a little game? Yeah, I just got some tea. All right, you going to be okay? I don't know. Kick it! Generation X versus Millennials. These are the Millennial X Games. Steve, the Millennial. <sighs> I can't even. Versus Donna, the Gen Xer. Like, totally awesome. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. <laughs> yeah, yo. We got some people on the phone who want to play along today. Yeah. You know, like this is a show where I ask Donna some Gen X questions and she gets, I mean, some, I already screwed it up. I asked Donna the Gen X or some millennial questions. She gets yeah. help from a millennial on the phone. You got it, baby boo. Uh, that millennial today is Logan. Hey, Logan. What's going on? What up, Logan? Little this, little that. We got this. Right on. Yeah, man. Okay, and then I ask Steve, the millennial, (laughs) some Gen X questions, and he's going to have help from Gen Xer Anna. That's what Anna sounds like. Hey, Anna. Hello. What up? Yeah, oh, Anna's my girl. We're going to (laughs) jive. Yeah. Uh, What are you driving? A, uh, a, A Toyota Tundra, maybe? I'm driving a Jeep Renegade. Thank you for asking. Ooh, oh, like Renegade. That. Oh, cool. mama, I'm in fever. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right. We're going to put you guys on hold. We're going to call on you when we need you. Thank you for joining us. Okay. All righty. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. You ready? <laughs> And it goes like television. Wow, this is so timely. Who knew? Uh, We just talked about Matt Groening a few minutes ago. Yeah, we did. In the year nineteen hundred and ninety-nine, okay, a show of his made a debut, and it would last until twenty thirteen. 
And uh, starting on Fox and ending on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. can you name this Matt Groening show that made its debut in 1999? I'm going to go straight to Logan. I have no Logan. idea. Hi, Logan. What's going on? Hey, do you know the answer? Um, that the Simpsons? Why don't you ask that question again, Rocco? Okay, so in 1999... Matt Groening made a uh, a show and it made a debut. It would last for like fourteen years on uh, starting on Fox and ending on Comedy Central. Its last uh, season was twenty thirteen. Can okay. you name this Matt Groening show? So it, it's a show that came and went. Yes, it had an ending, so it can't be The Simpsons, right? No, that makes sense. Um, oh, the Tracy Ullman show? No. Um... Mm. Either Futurama or Disenchantment. Disenchantment. You think it's Disenchantment? I think so. Disenchantment. It was Futurama. Oh, no. no. That's okay. No, Logan, you still have a chance. Hang in there. Keep your chin up, Logie, baby. The Logemeister. Is that what they call Logan's Run. Oh, yeah, Logan's Heroes. Hulk Logan when he's working out. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Steve, spin that wheel. Music. We're going to go back to 1982. I was negative one. This was a big hit this year. It was the number one song on Billboard for the year. It also won Grammys for Song of the Year and Record of the Year. And it was sung by a raspy woman named Kim Carnes. Oh. Can you name it? I can. 82. Raspy Kim Carnes sang this Grammy Award winning song. What was the other hint you gave me about her? Uh, she's raspy. She's a woman. What's the song about? Don't worry about it. Don't you give him any hints, Rocco. <laughs> Don't you tell him. All he right. has to use his lifeline. Anna driving up Renegade. Renegade. Here we go. Oh, Anna. We need you. Oh, she's using her blinker. Shout out to Anna for using your blinker. <laughs> Anna knows Sorry. it. Um, you need to get some sort of a mute on that blinker. That is an old person blinker. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when it, it sounds like she's driving a Metro Transit bus. <laughs> click, clack, click, clack, click. It's clack. also winter, so things are louder. You know? Whatever. All right, okay, uh, Anna, who, what song did Kim Carnes sing in 1982 that was very successful? I will be really honest. I've never heard of that person. I have no oh, idea. That's a who bummer that for you. See, Steve. and I feel that same way, Anna. Um, so we'll say raspy voice. Raspy voice. Uh, here's, that? Um, yeah, thank you. Let's Don't see. I'll, play I'll play it from the beginning. Ah! See if uh, <laughs> see who's first to name it from the start. Here we'll see. Betty Davis eyes. Okay, Betty Davis is. eyes. Right. Kim. <laughs> we don't need to cut out of the podcast. All right, thank you. All right, well, uh, you know, Anna, don't fret. There's still a chance. It's zero zero. So Anna Woo! and Logan are still All in right. the game. Uh, there's a new prize this week. We've moved on uh, from just a regular like baseball hat. We're going with a stocking hat for Ooh, winter. Very nice. I love it. It's uh, going to be 25 below tonight. Uh, wind chill, so you might. Uh, you might want to come down to the station and get it in time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Body heat's the best heat. We are moving on to Dona. Um, are you ready? Yes, sir. It goes like this. <laughs> Headlines. Okay. Headlines. Oh, this is the one that makes you really feel like a dummy. Um, this might make you feel like a dummy. Okay, great. We'll see. 
1999, the currency in England became the euro. I mean, in Europe became the euro. Europe. Yeah, say that. Um, <laughs> it uh, eleven countries signed up to be uh, to have euro as their currency. Yeah, yeah. Can you name three of the currencies that the euro eliminated on that day in 1999? The pound. Okay. The pound note. The yen. Okay. He went to Asia, ladies and gentlemen. None of us saw that coming. Okay. Um, can I go to Mexico, too? Please do. Uh, I like your style. No. Okay. The pound note. Mm-hmm. The, which I think is, do they use that in France? Maybe. How many pounds? How many? They do not use it in France. <laughs> How many do they use it in Scotland? Here. I'll give you a hint. You're, getting, rocks and you're gear. getting pound right because it was in Ireland. I think oh. England was late to the Euro game. They want they wanted to hold on to their pounds for a while. But anyways, I'll give the you one. You have one. Pound. You have one so far. And the pound. Mm, okay. Naming all different countries. The pound, the pound, and the pound. She triple pounded there. Um, and uh, how about the... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just... I can't. You I just, don't know your currencies. No, I don't. All right. Well, Stevie, you want to steal? You know any currencies? I'm going to say uh, the Franks in yes, France. Frank. That was also... And then what about Italy? What are they... Uh, the Pastuno. Yeah, the Pastuno. Uh, Franks or Francs would have given you yes. credit for Belgium, France, and Luxembourg. Oh. I would have also accepted the lira in Italy, oh, yes. the Deutschmarks, <clears throat> or just marks in Germany. Or how about this? In Finland, the marka. Mm. The shilling in Austria. Okay. You need to travel more, Doug. The pierogi. escudo oh, no. in Portugal. <laughs> the gilder in in the Netherlands. Okay, this is a hard question. And the peseta in Spain. I thought she would have got marks or lira or francs. <laughs> you know, that was wrong. Well, I didn't. The furthest she's traveled in the last five years is South Iowa. Dakota. Yes, I That's know. actually true. And New Jersey. Jersey doesn't count. Jersey's like where you have a layover. <laughs> no one hopes to end at the Newark airport. It's always through <laughs> Newark. Whatever. I'm sorry. Hey, thanks for spinning that wheel. Movies. Movies. Yes, I love it. This is so crazy. We were just talking about Ridley Scott because he has a new Napoleon Bonaparte movie coming out. Bonnie Bear. Ridley Scott was kind of a big deal in 1982. He had a hit film based on a Philip K. Dick novel, and it starred Harrison Ford. Can you name that 1982 Ridley Scott movie? The 82 movie starred Ridley, or it was directed by Ridley Scott and starred Harrison Ford? Yes, and it was based on a book by Philip K. Dick. Cool. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Say Deutsch instead of okay. the other D word. Deutsch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right in the Deutsch. Philip K. Deutsch. I do such a Deutsch bag. <laughs> I watched a show. Lord and Lady Deutsch. <laughs> I watched uh, a show on uh, Hulu last night starring a rapper named Little Deutschy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> this is great. I think Steve might like this show. 82, that's I don't early. have a clue. I was going to say The Fugitive, but that's too early for that. Uh, it, Indiana Jones. It was remade in the I love it. century. I want to say it now, and yeah. here it comes, and yeah. it's coming at you. He did a remake of this with Ryan Gosling. Right. The movie is titled... 
Oh, it's like Dystopian Town, Future City. <laughs> oh, man. Dystopian Town, Future Dystopian City Final. Down. It was Blade Runner. That's it. I never saw that movie. What I said. The second, one, the second one's really good, I thought. Wow, we're doing great. I know. Oh, for, oh, for everything. <laughs> Is this why I don't Rocco know wants get... to do away with this yeah, game? Yeah, because he do. sucks at the questions. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. We're going we back suck to, at the answers, too. Don't get me wrong. We're going back to 1999 here. All right, 99 it is. Jim Carrey won a Best Actor Golden Globe for playing 70s and 80s comic actor Andy Kaufman. Yes. What was the name of that movie? Man on the Moon. Final. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Wow. Grab it like it's hot. Wow, that question brought to you by Gerber because he spoon-fed it right into her little baby mouth. It's just such an easy question. It is, especially because... The first two, you asked you to name six foreign currencies. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know what to expect. All right, I'm spinning the wheel. All right, goes like this. Television. Television. All right, there was a show in the 80s that I particularly enjoyed called Different Strokes, spelled D-I-F-F apostrophe R-E-N-T strokes. It ran from 78 to 85, maybe 86, they say. Can you name, <laughs> name all the characters no. in alphabetical I'm going to give you the three name kids on the show. Supporting characters. I'm going to give you the three kids on the show. All right. Arnold, Kimberly, and Willis. What are you talking about, Willis? Can you put those kids in order from oldest oh, to youngest? You yes. can do that. Girl, Arnold, Willis, final. Uh, no, you mixed up Arnold and Willis. Arnold was the youngest. So Arnold was the baby. I thought it was youngest baby. to oldest. I'm sorry. I thought it was, oh, but he wrong. was the baby. I was wrong anyway. Uh, so Mr. Drummond. That means Logan wins. I, uh, sorry, Anna. Let's say goodbye to Anna. Bye, Anna. Sorry. She's got that sweet blinker. Can Anna. we hear it one more time? Oh, there you go. Oop. Oop. Wow. Thanks, Anna. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's hot. She must have got that put in aftermarket. She was like, can you boost the sound on this blinker (laughs) (laughs) to where it sounds like something keeping time? That's like a very loud metronome. That was awesome. Well, thanks, Anna. (laughs) Goodbye. And now let's talk to Logan. It's like my biological clock. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a grandfather clock, you know. Anyway, uh, bye. Uh, Logan's here. He wins. Logan wins that stocking cap. Way to go, Logan. Nice, Logan. You'll never forget it. Yeah. Yay. I doubt we'll get it to him in time for tonight's 25 below windshield, but. um, Oh, if he's Amazon Prime, he'll get it. Okay. All right. Bye, Logan. Logan, Hang on. I'll get your address. Uh, We'll be right back. Oh, Steve, I've got something cute for you. You should link this up for sure. You like Robin Williams. You like Sesame Street. I got an outtake. Super cute. We'll get to that when we come right back on my talk. Final stretch of our show. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. DJ Rock Lobster is with us as well. All right, we've got this really cute Robin Williams Elmo thing. Do you want to start with that? I might suggest a in order flippy flop. Oh, sure. I think we might need to cleanse the palate. Okay. I'm going to read you. Is that thing fungible? No, it's not fungible. It looks so fungible to me. Is that not my cue? No, No, it's not second. I can start over. You you tell me how we're supposed to go. I'll tell you what. I I just found this and just sprung this on you guys. It's a story that I've avoided, but this recent development makes me read it. 
I'm reading to you from Twitter. The Metro UK is reporting this. Mm. Stephanie Motto, former 90 Day Fiance star, mm. who was making 38,000 euros a week from selling her farts in a jar. Oh, come on. Has revealed that she was rushed to the hospital. Rushed? Stephanie Motto recently shed light on this unusual stream of income, explaining how she utilized her 260,000 strong following as her customer base to sell her pungent product, which retailed at 1K a jar. $1,000 a jar. No. I will continue. Who's buying that? It's funny, but disgusting. Mm, I don't think people are buying it for to be funny. These are full-blown Creeposaurus no. Rexes. No. Yeah, you think know. people are buying it because they have like weirdo fetishes? Yes. Uh, what? No. There are, there are like, uh, come on, people do weird How things. many people out there could be into that? If you get 50 in a week, you'll make 50 grand in a week. <laughs> At one point, demand was so high for Stephanie's flatulence that she was producing up to 50 jars worth of gas a week. Why can't she just lie and say she's doing it? Yeah, just put a little vinegar in there or whatever. Vinegar? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what? what the recipe would be for a fart, Tana. Sue me. <laughs> However, she... Was I once to a had hospital. a promising career. I just want to put that out there. Now I'm Who would have thought your farts. highbrow stuff was done when you were on Hillbilly Radio? It has all gone to <laughs> hell in a handbasket. She thought she was having a stroke and that these were her final moments. She was overdoing it. She recalled how she started to consume three protein shakes and a huge bowl of black bean soup in one day before feeling that something wasn't right with a pressure in her stomach that moved upwards throughout her body. Saying, quote, it was quite hard to breathe, and every time I tried to breathe, I'd feel a pinching sensation around my heart. That, of course, made my anxiety escalate. I thought I was experiencing a heart attack. Stephanie arrived at the hospital later that evening, but did not tell the doctors about her unique career, the Metro UK goes on to say on Twitter. (laughs) Only the changes that she made to her diet. It was made clear that I was experiencing was not a stroke or a heart attack, but very intense gas pains. I was advised to change my diet and to take a gas suppressant medication, been there, which has effectively ended my business. However, oh my God. she is now retired from selling her gas in a jar. It's a relief to her family, but she has managed to find another unique way of making money from it. Rocco, cue that music. Her clients, though, they can no longer get a physical jar of her gas. They will be able to purchase. I'm going to read this out loud because this is a real thing. And then if God is listening, I'd like you to press the power button on Earth. (laughs) Fans will now be able to purchase Stephanie's farts as digital artworks on the blockchain okay oh i see so i was supposed to play the in there it yeah, doesn't matter okay. Rocco. i thought we were done wouldn't those the be called NFT digital fartworks because fart you weren't listening rocco because the story this stupid. is why we got to stick to donna's grid <laughs> guys off the rails you could purchase <laughs> a 90 day fiance former stars digital farts on the blockchain we're done earth needs to stop we screwed this up. Why? Here's what gets me out of all the, the whole story. Yeah. The work that she's putting into it. Why don't you just say you're doing it? Who is going to know? Do you need to have like the Guinness guy standing well, I'm by? I'm sure these <laughs> fart fetishes are very discerning. 
I can't even. You have to like document the time you broke wind, how quickly it was jarred. How did this woman end up on this reality show? What does she look like? Is she like really attractive? She's attractive. Oh, so you did a deep dive. I did. This, she, her pictures on Twitter. I will. She's attractive. That being said, hearing about her rancid amount of gas is kind of messing with the attractiveness. Sure is. Yeah. Okay. I get it. She's. I don't know. Um, disgusting. Okay, Donna. Disgusting. He's trying to make a living. It's a disgusting thing to do. It's just really, really. How can I monetize my followers? I got gas every day. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like this could be a missed opportunity. I don't know, but how can you live with yourself after that? I don't get it. Anyway, and then the fact that she's pounding black bean soup, which is delicious, by the way, I love it. Going in three protein shakes. That's just so honest to goodness humanity. The fact that our Earth. (laughs) <laughs> hasn't been blown up yet is remarkable. I mean, do you guys think about the logistics <laughs> of getting it? I mean, really getting it into that jar and sealing it? I, mean, I don't. That, I think that'd be... It seems tricky. No, you give me a mason jar, I could make it work. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Here now, time? Elmo and Robin Williams having a cute uh, blooper. Just to, No, we need to cleanse the palate, vi- It's very visual, so you, you'll definitely want to look at it. I've got it linked up on the show okay, links page. We'll you can play go a check bit. it out there. Here you go. Elmo. What are you going to do with that stick? Oh, there's lots of things you can do with oh. a stick, Elmo. Hey, maybe you can be playing hockey with it, like... <laughs> yeah, I've been a goalie now for about three years, and it hasn't affected me. <laughs> maybe you could be like a baton. There you are, conducting a full orchestra. Thank you, Madonna, for that lovely lingerie melody. Mm-hmm. I better go back. We'll never be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks off the set, then comes no, back. Or it could be a cane. Well... Nancy and I are just happy to be here. Or you can play Pinocchio, the home game. I have two <laughs> Academy Awards, Elmo. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know, Elmo. Just yeah. simple things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whoa. You know, I told you what I'm going to do with this stick. What? I'm going to give it to you. Oh. Thank you, Mr. Robbins. Mr. Robbins? <laughs> Taking a stick back, Elmo. <laughs> and then you see Elmo just go, you know. Slowly behind the wall. Yes. And he's like, I had three lines. And I screwed it up. Very cute. You should look at it. Thank you. All right. Uh, All right hey, just check s- the cafeteria menu. Black bean soup. All right. Let's get our jars and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> another Bradley. seamless segue to yeah. the Kalina Bradley Show. Bye.